What up, what up, what up? We are back for the first time in a long time. My name is Chris Asbrock, and you are listening to the Impact Sports Combat Sports Show here. Again, I am Chris Asbrock, and I am so jacked up because I am joined by my buddy, Jen Kim, for the first time. And, dude, I don't know when the last time we recorded was, man. How are you today? What's going on, Chris? Thanks for having me again, man. It's been a long time. Dude, man, I don't even remember. I know, man. It's been forever since we did this. And I'm like, you know, I'm sitting there thinking about it. It it might have been early last year. I, I mean, I don't even I don't even know. It's been it's been forever. I, I mean I'm dude, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm I'm pretty pumped up about this. This is this, this is great. Is very it's, exciting. It, Yes. It, you know, it's it's like it's like the old times, man. That's what uh it's what it's all exactly. about right now. Yes, it has to be over a year ago. Uh, I, that's yeah, what I'm it thinking. It feels great, man. It feels great to be back on. And you know what? It is the perfect card to uh to get back into it, man. I mean, Conor McGregor making his return to the to the ring and my boy, you're making your return back to the podcast. Man, it's 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 a match made in heaven for this. I'm telling you, this is this is great, man. <laughs> how you been? Yeah, it's is... and how you been? I've been great, man. Uh, you know, I'm still living in Dallas, Texas. There we go. Uh, yeah. So you know, just uh, living the dream, man. How about you? You know what? I'm I'm you know I'm living the dream here in uh, good old Ohio. You know, the the place that you so probably gladly left i would imagine you know it's uh it's still well (laughs) fair enough fair enough man i i get it i get it yeah man it's you know it's you know we we got we got to do this more often is what it comes down to so like like i said i agree i agree and what it's been too long no doubt man no doubt and what a better card to get it going uh you know to get it to get it going again with than conor mcgregor versus cowboy cerrone you know, when this was announced, you know, this was one that, you know, it was I would say it was a long time, you know, it was a rumored card for, or at least it was a rumored fight for a while. You know, I'm just glad they were able to get it going because this is one that, you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued by. Yeah, this is something we wanted to see for a long time, you know, uh, with all the legal issues Connor had and, you know, going to the boxing for a while and. You know, I, I was hoping to see this when he knocked out, you know, or when he at least moved up to uh, 155 and 170, you know, fighting Diaz. And I was like, you know, what I want to see is Connor and uh, Cerrone fight, you know. And it's uh, finally happening. It, it, it is. And like I said, it's one of those fights that there's a lot of intrigue with. And I, I think that, you know, when you look at the entire card, I mean, it's, you know, from top to bottom, you know, it, it's a, in my eyes, it's it's a pretty good card. I mean, obviously, unfortunately, today, uh, Claudia Gadelia and uh, Alexa Grasso, uh, you know, that card or that fight was scrapped. Uh, Grasso came in, uh, I believe it was like, I thought I saw five and a half pounds over uh, the, the maximum weight allowed. So that fight was, you know, scrapped. So that was a championship fight, unfortunately. So, right. You know, we're back to, you know, we're back to the main card of, you know, yeah. some shuffling there. And it looks like they have added um, Odie Osborne and Brian Kelleher to the main card. Mm-hmm. 
And that was originally supposed to be set for one of the early prelims on ESPN Plus. So that's kind okay. of thrown everything off. But you know, hey, we're still we're still going to get some you know get some good fights here. You know, regardless, it's you know, like I said, it, you know, the first major card of twenty of twenty twenty. You know, this is going to be one that you're you know I, I'm going to say that you're not going to want to miss. This is a good way to start a year, you know, for UFC Dana White. And the fighting fans, you know, uh, you wait a long time to see Conor McGregor fight. I mean, the man has made so much money from the boxing that I wasn't sure he'd ever fight again, you know. He could be comfortable, and he's, you know, he's had children to be comfortable for a very long time. And, you know, when you make that kind of money, you know, I wasn't sure if you had the same killing instinct, you know, uh, that the Conor used to have, that one, you know, uh, the aggressiveness and that, you know, he's, He's a true artist when it comes to fighting, but I wasn't sure his mentality was the same. So I'm very curious to see uh, how he's going to come out. Uh, I saw a weigh-in uh, a couple hours ago. They, uh, they look, they look, they both look great. Uh, you can tell that Sterling is definitely more comfortable in this weight than uh, Con- uh, Connor did, though. I, like Connor, I was so used to seeing Connor cutting weight. You know, McGregor cutting weight so much that you know, not seeing him like you know, bony. He always is, uh, but definitely different. But you know, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a long time in making. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, you, you're, dude, you're a thousand percent correct. So let's kind of get into this main card here. It's gonna, it's supposedly. We're supposed to kick off with uh, a fight with Anthony Pettis taking on Diego Ferreira. Anthony Pettis, twenty-two and nine, coming in against Diego Ferreira, uh, who's sixteen and two. Uh, there's a two-year age difference in this fight. Anthony, you know, Showtime Pettis, he's coming off of a loss to uh, Diaz in his last fight, you know, where Ferreira's coming off of, he's, I think he's had five straight victories, or five or six straight victories. Now my computer's decided to act up now at the wrong time, but, <laughs> um, you know, that never fails. Um, you know, but, but when you look at this fight, you know, what's your uh, – uh, kind of, what are your thoughts in, in this in this Pettis uh, Ferreira fight to kick off the main card? You know, it's crazy because I mean, Anthony Pettis at a certain point, like about five years ago, seemed almost indestructible. You know, uh, the man, you know, he's he's true martial artist when it comes to the fighting game, and, and you know, he's lost a few, and you're fighting against a guy, an up and comer who's very hot right now. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think Anthony Pettis is going to be able to. Uh, win this fight, you know, when especially it comes to a guy who's, you know, like you said, a five or six win streak. Uh, yeah, if he does pull out, if he does come back to his old form with the same confidence, you know, the same sharpness uh, that he used to have, you know, he could pull it off, but yeah, he's going to have to, he's going to have to really deep and uh, try to pull this one off. Uh, I, I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, Ferrer on this one. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, like I said, Pettis, you know, you know, you've always known what you were going to get with, with Anthony Pettis, and you're always going to get a, a good fight. Um, but he's just, you know, lately, you know, looking at, you know, look, kind of looking at his stats, you know, he's got out of his 22 wins, you know, 11, 11 of those. Actually, let me kind of change up here a little bit. 18 of those 22 wins have become or have come via stoppage. Uh, he's only won four decisions, and he's lost six decisions. You know, out of his nine losses, two of those were knockouts. Uh, one was one was a submission. 
And then, you know, like I said, six of those losses were uh, from decisions. So he's, in terms of his fights, you know, it's not going to go very long. It's going to be, the majority of his fights are going to go, you know, they're going to, they're not going to go the distance. They're, you know, they're going to go and they're going to end before that. So that's kind of how you have to look at it. And that's what I'm wondering here. And I think, I think when you look at, the way things have played out for Pettis in his last couple fights here. I mean, I, I just, I struggle to find not hope in terms of, you know, a victory for him. Cause I think he's, I mean, he's two years younger than Ferreira is, but he's obviously got a lot. You there? Yep, I'm here. All right, there we go. Lost okay. I was gonna say, yeah, I was having, I was sitting there talking. I'm like, you know what? I'm not hearing you. But um, yeah, but I mean, like I said, Pettis has lost two of his last three fights. Uh, the Ferguson fight in October of 2018, he did rebound with a victory over Stephen Thompson uh, via KO. But then he did drop the three round uh, decision to Nate Diaz. Uh, that was a unanimous decision back in August. So. I, I I want to pick Pettis just because I know how you know how good Anthony Showtime Pettis is, but you know uh, I'm I'm struggling to um, I'm struggling to to pick him, and I I, I want to, but it it's hard though. So I am I'm going to go with Diego Ferrer on it. Yeah, it's, probably uh, maybe yeah, against a better that, judgment, but yeah, Pettis uh, he tends to uh, get overwhelmed, especially when he. When he's against an aggressor, you know, that's a very aggressive fighter. And uh, that's what happened with Tony Ferguson. You know, he's just uh, very unorthodox and very aggressive. And he gets overwhelmed and gets cornered. Uh, you just tend to see that when you lose. And, you know, with a fighter like Anthony Pettis, he wants to, you know, keep the space, kind of control his own fight. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Friar as well. Um, I hope it's a good fight, though. I really do think that it will be a, an interesting fight. I, I think you are ten thousand percent correct on this one. I it just it's got the makings for a great fight, and that's what you know. Obviously, that's what you want to see. You know, in terms of you know any you know any fight, you obviously you you want to see a you want to see a good one, and that's what I, I that's what I think you're going to see here. Let me see. It, it's just. It, I I don't know. I I, I do. I, I I'm struggling with this one. But I am. I'm going to go with Diego Ferreira on it. Uh, next fight that we're looking at is uh, Odie Osborne and Brian Kelleher. Again, that's the fight that was moved from the early prelim on ESPN Plus to the main card now due to the absence of uh, Claudia Gadelia and the Alexa Grasso fight. So this one, I mean, like I said, this was a late, you know, this was a late switch. 
you know, I don't know. You know, I'm not quite sure how to feel about this one. This was one that, you know, when I was kind of working on my on my preview, I, I didn't go hardcore into. But what are your thoughts on uh, what are your thoughts on on this one there, Jen? You know, it's uh, it's a fight that was moved up to the main car, so these two guys are probably pumped. And I'm gonna go with a reach advantage for Osborne here. Uh, they're about the same heights, but he's got seven inch advantage. Um, I think Brian Keller is probably a little better wrestler, but if Osborne keeps the distance, I think he's gonna come out with a win here. I think you're right. I mean, Osborne has, you know, he's eight and two in his career. Kelleher eighteen or nineteen and ten. So obviously, there's a, you know, a significant you know, change there in, in terms of, you know, in, in terms of the, you know, the record. And obviously there's, there's a big age difference as well. Osborne, only 28 years old. Um, you know, he's from uh, the United States to where uh, Brian Kelleher, he's, he's 33. So that's a five-year difference you're going to see uh, between these two fighters. You know, I, I want to say I'm going to go with Osborne on this one. I think he's, I think he's got a lot more to offer. Uh, a lot younger. Um, he doesn't quite have the experience that Kelleher has, but I, I think you're going to see, you know, in terms of, you know, this, I think this is going to be a good fight. Like you said, these guys are going to be jacked to be moved up to the to the main card. Obviously, it's going to be a bigger payday for these guys. So, um, you know, in terms of that, it's, you know, it's what you want to see for, you know, for guys, you know, to get the chance to move up and, and, and fight in on a big card like this. So, um, I'm going to go with Osborne. I think he's going to get it done. And, you know, so that's, just, you know, that's something obviously to definitely take a look at and, and watch as we move forward. But next one, the, was it the third, uh, last fight there is Alexi Olenek and Maurice Green. Now coming into this fight, you know, this one has some intrigue as well as Alexi Olenek is 57 13 he's got a record of 57 13 and 1 compared to Maurice Green who is 8 3 and 0 oh. now Alexei Olenek is 42 years old out of Moscow Russia and Maurice Green I mean obviously he is not going to be 42 years old that's a you know that's definitely an age fighter Maurice Green is only 33 from Illinois what are your thoughts on this fight here? This is, you know, this should be, you know, there, there's some intrigue on this one, at least in my eyes. Um, obviously, you got Alexi Olenek, who is, you know, he's much older. What are your thoughts on this one? This this fight is very interesting because they couldn't be polar polar opposite. Uh, you have a guy here, uh, you know, when you're when you're at forty plus age group, I, I call them the gentleman. You know, this gentleman over here from fighting out of <laughs> Moscow, you know, he's battle tested he's got 70 plus professional fights uh and against a guy who's got 11 fights in his professional career who's actually also four inches taller uh weighs 20 pounds more i wouldn't say he's inexperienced but i would say that it's definitely an experienced fighter compared to alexi and I, i i really like i really enjoy watching heavyweight uh i really hope that these guys come in shape as some of the heavyweight fighters are not really equipped to fight three rounds. Uh, <laughs> I would hate to see their hands down, second round, gassing out. Uh, that would be really disappointing uh, to the fans, to me, to Dana White. But uh, 
I like Alexio Olenek, man. I, 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 the fact that he's so experienced. Uh, I mean, the fighter's got 57 wins. Um, I don't think the height is a big uh, issue as the reach is pretty similar. I do think the weight could be a problem. 20 pounds is kind of a big difference. But uh, I, I think the fact that he's so experienced, he probably knows how to fight guys who you know weighs more or less more. So I'm going to go with experience and go with uh, the uh, Alexi here. Well, you know, here's the thing. When you look at 57 wins for Alexei Olenek, 45 of those are via submission. So he's obviously a well-rounded submission. I'm not, I shouldn't say well-rounded. Let's be honest. He's a submission specialist, plain and mm-hmm. simple. I wouldn't say, yeah, like I said, I'm not going to say well-rounded because when you got 45 submissions out of your 57 wins, like there isn't much uh, – isn't what you're really going to go for on that. But, you know, out of his 57 wins, 53 of those have been before, you know, only four of them have gone to decision. So when you fight Alexi, there's a good chance your fight's not going to go, you know, the full three or five rounds, depending on how long it is. It ain't going to go that long. He gets it done early. And, you know, Maurice Green, I think Maurice Green, you know, like I said, he's he's nine years younger than, you know, Alexi Olenek, but it's just uh, the height and reach, like you said, is there. Uh, The overall size advantage is there for Maurice Green. Uh, Part of me wants to say that it's going to be a a win for Green, just because I think the age, size, and everything like that's going to play out. But that's, that's a tough one, though. It's, you know... I mean, Maurice Green's the favorite, but I'm going to go. I, I think that – I think Alexi Olenek gets it done. I think he's the one – like you said, you're going to go with experience on this, and I, I'm a 1,000% with you. He gets it. I mean, you know, he's – you know, he's he's north of 40. He's – you know, <laughs> he he gets it done. I'm, I'm going to go with him on this one as well. I, I can't – I can't go against him when, you know, you've got that experience and – how dominant of a submission, you know, the fighter he is. You know, you sometimes you just got to automatically go with that, and that's how I'm going to roll with this one. So I'm with you on that one. So next fight we have up is going to be the co-main event, and that is Holly Holm taking on Raquel Pennington. Holly Holm comes into this fight. And see here, let me pull it up. I'm trying to get on my... I can, my brain's working quicker on my computer. As Holly Holm comes into this fight with a 12 and 5 record compared to Raquel Pennington coming in at 10 and 7. Again, this is going to be, I think, is going to be a really good fight. You know, in terms of, you know, what you're looking at here. I mean, what are you thinking here on this one? Holly Holm comes in as the, as the favorite, minus 135 compared to Raquel Pennington, plus 115. Jen, what are we looking at here? What are you thinking, man? You know, I, I remember Raquel Pennington from the Ultimate uh, Fighter show, and uh, uh, I remember uh, I remember being uh, disappointed watching her fights after the show as well. Uh, she has this uh, hesitancy when it comes to uh, uh, getting started in the first round, and I think Holly Holm is just too good of a stand-up, uh, too good of a boxer, and the fact that Raquel Pennington likes to box as well, I think Holly Holm's going to pick her apart. 
I understand that. I didn't know that Holly Holm is 38 years old. Uh, she definitely doesn't look that way. And I think if she's in the same shape that she was the last few years, I think she's going to come out here. I wouldn't say a knockout because Raquel Pennington has a pretty good, uh, pretty good chin. Uh, and it's tested before. So I think she'll come out a unanimous decision here in this fight. Who? I'm sorry. Who are you picking on this one? Uh, Holly Holm. Okay. I was going to, I thought that's what you said. I just wanted to, just want to make sure there. This one, you know, in, in terms of in terms of fights, I, I'm with you on it. I mean, there's it's going to be a tough one. I, I think, you know these you know these two fought back at UFC 184, and it was a split decision loss. Um, Holly Holm did it, um, you know, for Raquel Pennington. Holly Holm did get the win. But then again, that was back in 2015. That was on the Rousey uh, Kat Sincano card, like I said, back in 2015. So you've got almost, you know, four and a half years, you know, to, you know, things are going to change within that almost, you know, almost five-year difference there. And that's what I, I think, you know, Holly Holm, I think it's just way too strong in terms of, you know, in terms of, you know, being a fighter. Right now, at this point in time, I don't think it stops early. I think that I think Holly Holm does get the win, but I think it is going to go via decision, just like it did, you know, the last time these two fought. I don't think it'll be a split decision. I think Holly Holm gets it done and and via unanimous decision. So, again, that's another one, man. I'm, I'm with you on. Now it's time to talk about the main card. Final. Yeah, the, yeah, I shouldn't say the main card, but the main event of the evening. And that is going to be Conor McGregor making his return to face the Cowboy Donald Cerrone. Jen, I, dude, this is, this is the fight we've all been looking for. And again, like I said, Conor McGregor comes into it 21-4. and four. Donald Cerrone, 36 and 13. I mean, this is, you know, this is going to be what I think is going to be. I think it's going to be a great fight. I think it's going to be a lot better than some people are thinking. From what I've read, I don't think a lot of people are as excited about it. I guess just, you know, I look at it different because I am a fan of both. I'm a big Cowboy fan, as you you well know. Uh, Conor McGregor comes in as a pretty heavy favorite, a minus 300 favorite. Uh, Donald Cerrone with a plus 250 odds. Man, I'm telling you, what are you thinking in this one? Because this is, you know, this one has some intrigue because the winner, you know, if Conor McGregor wins, you know, there's a good chance he's getting thrust into the, into another title fight with Khabib. So what are you thinking here on this one? Because there's some, you know, there's some pretty big, uh, you know, repercussions to come out of this. Yeah, there's a lot on this line, actually. Uh, People may think that this might just be a return fight for Conor, but, I think I think this fight could line up, like you said, with the Khabib or uh, Tony Ferguson, whoever wins that fight uh, or loses that. But I think Khabib and Tony's fight is going to be one of the better ones too. But uh, you know, Connor, uh, you know, it's been so long since he fought in UFC, so it's hard to, uh, you know, he got beaten by Khabib and uh, he's been laid off uh, for how long? Gosh, two years almost, a year. Um, yeah, yes, he fought in uh, October 2018, so a little over a year, year and three months. Uh, he's been out. Uh, just, you know, I, I'm just curious to see what his mental state is. Uh, I know that 
he's been more stable. Uh, I, I'm curious to see how he's going to come out. Uh, I know he'll be poised. Uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, I mean, he, he's dealt it all. I mean, you've, you've seen him fight all different types of fighting style. And, he, you know, he's victorious or not, very exciting fighter. Um, and Donald Cerrone, you know, he's really unpredictable sometimes because there's fights I, you know, picked against him and he had come out victorious. Uh, I've learned my lesson not to go against Conor after a few fights uh, <laughs> early on in his career. Uh, so it's really, you know, when it comes to best of the best at both, you know, Conor being the best of the best and Donald at his best, I will pick Conor. Uh, McGregor, just, you know, he's, he's Brecker. Uh, you know, he's, he's highlight reels. But if Conor doesn't show up as the best of the best of his career, you know, he could go out sleeping. Uh, Donald Cerrone is a very powerful man, very strong, very accurate, very aggressive. Uh, and he will come forward even if you hit him hard. So, Cowboy, you know, Cowboy, you know, he's that kind of fighter. He, he could make things change very quickly you know, with powerful combos and then put you in a very, very bad spot. Uh, we've seen Connor in bad spots where he loses. Uh, you know, people have speculated he might have quit it against a few fights. Uh, I agree with that as well. I mean, he, he tapped. He tapped out both times. So if Connor comes out like he's supposed to against, you know, some of the all-time greats, Hall of Fame fighters, I'm going to give this to Connor. And I'm hoping he does. I think year and three months layoff is good enough for him to fully heal, fully strong, motivated, and just itching to get out there. I'm gonna go to Conor McGregor, man. I think I think he's gonna knock him out actually. I'm gonna say less than three rounds. Oh man! Yeah. Now I'm not gonna lie, that kind of upsets me a little bit. Me being a <laughs> cowboy guy. I mean, it, it's I. I... I can't argue on that one. I, I think that it, it definitely could go that way. I just think that, you know, when you look at everything that has gone on with Conor McGregor, he always, you know, he always seems to overcome, like, everything. Like, it's no big deal. And it's, you know, outside of the Khabib fight, which Khabib was, I mean, Khabib's on a whole different level. Yeah, and yeah. I, I I mean, he's, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous how good Khabib is. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at, you look at Cerrone, and Cerrone's coming off of two straight losses um, to Tony Ferguson back in June and Justin Gaethje um, in September. Yeah. Both those were TKOs. One of them, the Tony Ferguson fight was the doctor stoppage mm-hmm. in the second round, but he got knocked out by Justin Gaethje. Both so, yeah. Yeah. I- you know, those are tough compared to Connor, who's going to come in, you know, just off off that loss against Khabib. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, the size definitely goes to Donald Cowboy Cerrone. And I think that Cowboy does, he does, even though he is older, you know, I think he does a better job of taking the damage. You know, if for a 36-year-old, I mean, well, Connor's 31, but Cowboy, you know, 36, he he still takes damage pretty well. And he continues, it seems like, to get better as the fight goes on. But, mm-hmm. again, the accuracy of Conor McGregor, which is something that, you know, you look at a, you know any fight card, everyone always seems to talk about Conor and how 
accurate of a striker he actually is. Mm-hmm. That's one thing to definitely keep in mind as we were moving forward in this fight because, you know, Cowboy might be able to take take the damage, but, you know, I, I, I wonder if the accuracy that Connor does possess is going to make it, you know, difficult and be the basically the be-all, end-all for Cowboy Cerrone in this fight. But I... I want to pick Connor, but then again, I'm like, man, I'm such a Cowboy fan. I'm going to go with Cowboy. I know I'm going to probably be wrong. You know, doubting Connor McGregor is always the worst thing you can do because (laughs) he's going to make you look stupid, and that's how I feel it's going to happen. But, you know, let's be honest. I'm going to lean more towards you uh, and what you're saying, you know, with with the victory, with the knockout victory over, you know, Cowboy in less than three rounds. I can see that happening more than a victory for, for Cowboy, but, I mean, I gotta go with my boy Cowboy Cerrone. I, I do. And there's a good chance I'll be the only one rooting for him in, you know, in the bar tomorrow night. And <laughs> let's be honest, I'm gonna be the only one unprepared for it, but you know, regardless, I'm expecting a pretty good fight between these two, and you know, it, you know, one thing to really kind of think about, though, Jen, it was the you know, I don't know if you saw the, you know, basically the pre the pre-fight stuff with, uh, you know, those two at the press conference. They were, it just seemed to be a different demeanor from Conor McGregor than what we've seen in the past, though. Exactly, I agree with you. That's why I was uh, a little nervous, uh, you know, analyzing this fight because you have to understand that there's a couple factors here that's really big uh, when I see this fight. You know, Conor McGregor, you have to understand that this the last two fights you fought against top five. Fighters uh, in that weight division. I mean, I, I've said this about Justin Gates plenty of times. This guy is a monster. I mean, he, him, Tony Ferguson, these two guys are championship quality fighters. Uh, any given day, you can see them upsetting or pulling off one of the greatest fights. Uh, and you have to understand the damage the Cowboy took on those two fights. I mean, my gosh, his face was mangled both times. <laughs> it was disgusting looking. I mean, to rebound off that, like, I do have to question, like, the toughness is there. I know that for Cowboy. But there's a, a certain amount of beating a man can take at that age, you know. Uh, even if you're, you know, wild and tough as a Cowboy with all the bodily injuries he's done to himself, uh, you know, inflicted by fights or whatever lifestyle he's into, you know, being wild and, <laughs> you know, that crazy uh, lifestyle that Cowboy has. But that's something I've noticed is that, you know, Cowboy's going to be Cowboy. You know, he's going to be tough as a nail. He's kind of the same Connor we know. Like, you know, a man can change another year or two. You know, his mentality change. Uh, his physique might not, but, you know, it's all about the demeanor when it comes to, you know, top-ranking fighters. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, I mean, the way in, yeah, he kind of, you know, looked like the old Connor, but the way he was, you know, uh, discussing the fight and, you know, what he's nervous. I'm like, are we done seeing the same old Connor? Is this the... Uh, the old, you know, old Ben Connor now, like, you know, uh, and this, this made that decision very difficult. Uh, you know, I think if it wasn't for the fact that Con- uh, Cowboy Cerrone uh, got beaten up uh, physically, the damage he took uh, the last two fights, I would probably pick Cowboy, but man, that, those two fights were really, really brutal on him. And I think that might affect it, actually. You know, you, you know, your chin takes a lot of time to recover, if it recovers ever, you know. And I think, I think Cowboy's left is uh, – not uh, Cowboy. Uh, McGregor's left is going to connect 
And then uh, when he feels that, he's going to just keep going and going. And I think, I think he'll just get the job done. And now that I'm saying that as McGregor coming out the best shape and the best you know, mindset in his life, if he's you know, still battling the legal issue in his head and still, still dealing with that type of stuff, oh, man, this, this fight could go very south very fast for him. So very tough decision. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with McGregor. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of factors that I brought into that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a very, very good fight for, uh, for the fans. Uh, I would love to see Connor and Khabib, too. And I would also love to see Connor and Tony Ferguson fight or Justin Gage fight. So it's crazy. Like these two guys fought one of the greatest and they're fighting against each other. And I'm hoping that win or lose, they both get to fight again against the top fighters because it's always entertaining. Well, that's the thing is, you know, when we were talking about the demeanor of, of Connor, I think a lot of it too is the, is the respect factor of Donald Cerrone. I think that, you know, there's obviously a respect factor there. Donald Cerrone is, you know, he's, he's one of the best. And, uh, you know, he's one that it's, it's kind of hard to disrespect. I think, you know, when you look at, when you look at Cowboy and his career, you know, he's definitely one of the best. And, uh, like I said, I, I think that plays into a lot of it there for Connor. It's not like, he doesn't give you much reason to hate him. You know, like, you know, a Diaz fight, you know, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get a lot of trash talk. And I think that that's what, that's what you're expecting, you know, out of, you know, those type of fights. You're not going to see that really in terms of, of, of Cerrone. I mean, yeah, he's going to talk, but he's not, he's not one you're going to, you know, blatantly disrespect, at least in my eyes, that's how I see him. But, um, you know, but I I tell you what though, a, a victory for Connor gets him right back into the title picture against Khabib or even Ferguson. If he, pulls off the victory in April, I think that would be, you know, regardless, I would love to see a, like you were saying, a, a McGregor could be two or Ferguson. I think that would be a great fight as well. So, you know, whatever comes out of this fight, there's going to be some nice uh, repercussions, I believe, for Conor McGregor. I mean, the dude's going to get a payday anyway tomorrow night, but I, I think you're looking at... Uh, you know, definitely a couple nice paydays down the road in terms of a Khabib fight or even a Tony Ferguson fight. So, man, I'm right there with you, buddy. Yeah, and he even discussed fighting and boxing again. You know, he said he's open to fight. He would love a rematch of Floyd or, you know, fighting against Manny or one of those top-ranked or champions of the, you know, boxing world. And, you know, I think there's too many good fighters uh that people question Connor, you know, is he actually one of the greatest, you know, because you, you can't, you can't go out like that, you know, uh, if you go out like that, you'll always be a third or fourth best behind, you know, for the key fighters. The fact that Khabib, Khabib is undefeated, uh, and then he already lost to Khabib, I think he needs to stay in UFC, and I would, I would love to see a rematch that will pretty much determine who is the best in that division, and, Honestly, I don't even know if I will pick Connor against Tony Ferguson either, because Tony Ferguson is a very dangerous man. Uh, beat Cobbler, for God's sake, you know? And yeah. I don't know how to pick that fight with Tony Ferguson and Khabib. That's a whole different show. But, you know, I think Connor's got, you know, still a very long future in UFC and still somewhat, you know, a decent amount to prove, you know, if you want to really say that without the world is one of the greatest ever. You know, I get that you want multiple weight, you know, weight class championship, but. You know, to uh, to say that you are, you have to prove it. You know, and there are men, 
there are fighters who are undefeated. So, yeah. <laughs> you got that right, man. Well, I tell you what, dude, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you back on. And, uh, I mean, it's, dude, it's, it's fantastic. It's great seeing you, uh, you know, you know, great having you on, you know, and talking some MMA again. We got, we got to do this more often, man. It's, you know, this is, it's fantastic. This is what it's all about. As always, um, make sure you check us out on, um, you can check us out on Twitter at, at I am Chris Asbrock or at FTI sports. You can always check out the, uh, the website at, or I'm, I'm losing my mind here at www.feeltheimpactsports.com. And that's where the fight preview will be along with this podcast. You can also check out the podcast page anchor.fm slash Chris Asbrock and Jen, man, I tell you what, buddy, I am so jacked that you're back here for this. And like I said, we got to get more as these, you know, there's the problem is there's so many fight cards, but I think if we do one for each, uh, each one of the, the pay-per-views I think would be, would be good. You know, do one of those. I think every time would be definitely worth it. So man, it's been a pleasure. So much fun. Always talking to you. I, I love it, man. I know. I'm so glad we were able to get it going. And uh, you, my friend, have yourself a good one. And, folks, thank you so much for listening and downloading the, the podcast. And we, we can't thank you enough. And, Jen, until next time, buddy, let's get it going again. Everybody, have a great, uh, have a great rest of your weekend. And definitely enjoy UFC 246. Talk to you soon, Chris. Bye. All righty, buddy. Have a good one.